0: I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun. But most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz, but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great, but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash rtg. That's harrys.com slash rtg for a $3 trial set. Hey everybody, just a quick heads up before we get into the episode this week, Uh, my fourth annual 24-hour Extra Life charity stream to raise money for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton is going down Friday, November 3rd and Saturday, November 4th. Unlike previous years where I've done 24 straight hours, I'm too old for that now. We're splitting it into two 12-hour shifts. I'll be going from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mountain Time on Friday and Saturday. Uh, I hope you can swing by. It'll all be on Twitch, twitch.tv slash game. And if you donate $20 or more to Extra Life, uh, not only will you get a tax receipt, but you'll be entered into a prize draw to either win a video game of your choice or some remember the game swag and we'll be auctioning off a chance to be my guest on an episode of remember the game in 2024 as well so we're hoping to raise $25,000 this year we cracked over 20 last year i got a good feeling about it friday november 3rd saturday november 4th 8 a.m to 8 p.m mountain at twitch.tv slash remember the game all right good enough let's get into the show What's up everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 270 and it's Halloween season so we gotta get freaky. And it, not like that. For that, you got to check out my secret OnlyFans. Uh, I mean, we need to talk freaky games. And admittedly, my plan this week was to cover Eternal Darkness for the GameCube. But I got so busy with Spider-Man 2 and Super Mario Bros. Wonder over the weekend, I still haven't finished Eternal Darkness, so... That's practically a lock to be next week's episode. It'll be November first. It's still Halloween-ish, uh, but that meant I needed a freaky game for this week. And if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you might know that I'm not good with scary stuff. I think the I think the technical term is. Um is a pussy, I think I am a pussy is the word, uh, so we've covered most of the scary games that I've played, I thought about doing Resident Evil 3, we haven't done that one yet, uh, but then I remembered a few weeks ago, I asked if anyone else ever played the Addams Family growing up, because my little brother and I used to rent this game all the time, and it's actually not horrible, it controls pretty horrible, sure, it's definitely NES tough, but there's a great concept there, and a bunch of people said they did, so fuck yeah, let's talk Gomez and friends this week, uh, I- think i think the any or the SNES and Genesis versions are pretty close to the NES one just with better graphics i've only played the NES version so that's what i'm going to focus on if you never played it, it's a platforming game. You control Gomez, and uh, you basically have to rescue the rest of the Adams family who are hidden around their mansion. It's a platformer. There's some puzzle solving in it. You've got a small inventory to work with. It doesn't control well. Gomez slides fucking everywhere. It's tough as fuck. Uh, but if you accept that it controls like a mid-NES game, it's it's pretty okay. It's very inventive. It looks decent. It's hard as hell. I never came even remotely close to beating it. But when I launched Remember the Game, I wanted I wanted to talk about the games I grew up playing back in the day, and while that list is getting very short, hence why I'm talking about games that I've played for the first time a lot more frequently lately, uh, this was one of my childhood favorites. I don't know if I'd go as far as to call it a hidden gem, but it's definitely a hidden Game. It's a hidden stone and it fits the Halloween season, so why not? I'm going solo this week. It was a last minute decision again due to my inability to finish Eternal Darkness uh, in time for the show, but I have a lot to say about this, and I can guarantee you another episode of the Rich Creamery Podcast mediocrity you've come to expect from Remember the Game. And we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of Rich Creamery mediocrity, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro felt like my mouth was full of spit for that, like, whole four minutes, and I just didn't have a chance to, like, just... Oop. So anyway, uh, if you... <laughs> If you're new to the podcast, please don't leave. Welcome to the show and consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. We talk video games and stuff, and fortunately for you, your podcast app probably controls better than this video game did, so you can skip the intro if you want to by just sliding your phone up about 30 minutes. Uh, But I recommend sticking around. Listen to the intro. We're going to talk video games and stuff. It's a really good time. Got to get my plugs out of the way. It's how we keep the bills on. Uh, I already mentioned it off the top. My 24-hour stream is November 3rd and 4th. Donations is... uh, The link to donate is open now. You can find it at rememberthegamepodcast.com. We're giving away stuff to people that donate. It's good fucking times. Uh, other than that, we have merchandise, hoodies, t shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of stuff, rocking incredible art designed by my man Joe from 4545creative.com. I am wearing my Remember the Game hoodie right now. Uh, and you can find that. Uh, oh, you already said it. You can find that at rememberthegamepodcast.com. If you're interested, great way to support the show. It fucks me up when I change my plugs. Uh, and of course, if you don't want to do clothes, I get it. It's winter. Who needs clothes, right? Uh, you can always just support us on the old Patreon box. We are finally available on spotify you can listen to every patreon episode right there on spotify so much easier to use than that fucking app uh we are uh, we drop up to four extra podcasts a week every monday mark mchugh and i do purple monkey dishwasher it's our weekly simpsons podcast every tuesday i do the rambling idiot i talk about my comedy career tv movies sports Pretty well whatever's on my mind. Every Friday, it's Game Patch, where I drop all the biggest news in modern video games, let you know what I think, give you some sales picks, etc. And Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday, and that's a different gaming show each week. We look back at characters, consoles, franchises, genres. We do rankings. There's comedy episodes. where There's a mountain of spoiler-free modern game reviews over there this past week. It was expansion, my mouth is very salivary today, what, what the fuck? Uh, this past week it was expansion past 183, and it was probably one of the most anticipated modern game reviews I've ever done, Starfield. I kept it spoiler-free like I do with most of my modern game reviews, and I went for a little over an hour talking about how I, I like it, I, I think it's a good game, but why I think it has a few major flaws that are going to keep it from ever reaching the uh, the lofty heights. Some of Bethesda's best, like Fallout 3 and Skyrim, got to. And as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, my spoiler-free Starfield review. Uh, Simon Russell wrote in and said, I'm approaching the end of the main quest now. I really have to brute force it, as I just want it done. I'm at 105 hours, so the game has done something right, right, I guess. Yet I I still feel very underwhelmed. Um... I get that. I, I I will say that while I like the ending of the main quest, and we'll get more into that, I, I do think it overstays its welcome a little bit. I do think there's a little too much... You're going out collecting stuff to wrap up the game, and I feel like that portion of it goes on a little bit too long. But I think what it might just be is, like Simon said, at this. like Simon says, um, it gets to the point where you've played so much of it. And I do think some of the side quests and stuff are more interesting than the main quest that after you know 70 80 90 100 hours you're like okay i'm ready to i'm ready to put a fork in this and then it's like here's one more quest here's one more quest and you're like no more no more fucking quests let's just finish this goddamn game that's now available in our archives and this week it's expansion pass 184 and we i don't know what we're talking about it's the final expansion pass of the month, which means our Patreons get to pick the topic, and they are voting right now. So uh, I don't. I'm recording this a day early. I'm recording this on Monday. Uh, I actually have no idea what we're talking about, but it'll be something video gamey. I promise. So again, subscriptions start at just three dollars a month. You get new podcasts every week, ad free, instant access to hundreds. I added it up the other day. There's over five hundred. Bonus podcasts on our Patreon now. It's insane. Uh, you get instant access to all of those, plus access to the Remember the Game Discord, the chance to vote our Patreon poll every month, the ability to submit comments to be read on our shows. You can DM with me, and you even get a shout-out to get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest Patreons, Midnight Rexter, John Larson, Dustin, it says John Larson twice. That John, did you sign up twice? I'd have to look that up. Ryan McLean, and manly stew, that, oh, I really hope manly stew means your name is stew and you consider yourself manly and not that you are a stew made of men. Because if you are a stew made of men, you're just full of like hair and spit and it's fucking and dry skin uh, and it's fucking gross. It, oof. Oh, I'm sorry. We have a John Larson and then a John and a John. We have John Larson and John and it must have added the Larson again on my sheet. I apologize. John, whose last name is presumably not Larson. But thank you all. Thank you. All. There, that was a horrible round of shout outs. Thank you all so much for the support and welcome to Remember the Game Industries, Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. Don't forget, we donate 5% of that income to the Stollery Children's Hospital as part of my 24 hour stream, and we offer annual subs that'll save you your 12th month's fees. And finally, to top it all up, uh, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Remember the Game, and now I'm on Cameo. I don't know how the fuck I got on there. Cameo.com slash Adam Blank. Videos are like 15 bucks or something. Uh, I'll roast somebody, say hi to somebody, make fun of somebody, whatever you want. Hit me up over there. That's enough. Blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. <laughs> Let's blow. And our first blower this week wrote in with a comment very similar to dude. I must have gotten a dozen of these. John C. Five Hundred said, "Wow, what a week! How are you enjoying Spider Man and Mario, mate? I'm about a third of the way through Super Mario, or is it SM Super Mario or Spider Man? I assume Spider Man. I'm about a third of the way through Spider Man at the moment, trying to savor every little detail without rushing through it too fast. Oh, I'll be buying Mario whenever I've got the platinum trophy. Looking forward to a likely expansion pass on both. Yeah, must Spider Man. Uh, a bunch of you wrote in asking Adam." How, like I just imagine y'all like grabbing me by the collar of my shirt and like just shaking me. How are you liking Mario and Spider-Man? I spent a vast majority of my weekend playing both of these games. That's why we're not covering Eternal Darkness this week. Uh, They're both fucking awesome. They're both almost certainly going to be on my shortlist for game of the year. Uh, loving them both. I'm going to get drop full reviews of both on Expansion Pass probably in the next month or so as I finish them up. Uh, I'm going to 100% Mario like I always do. And uh, I, I can't guarantee 100% Spider-Man because with a lot of those types of games, I'm having fun for the first 20 hours, and I'm like, I'm doing everything. And then after a while, I'm like, I'm sick of looking for collectibles. I'm just going to beat the game. But as of now, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm adoring both of them. They're both fucking sick. I highly recommend picking them both up. I will say, going into October 20th, I was more excited for Spider-Man, but I thought Mario would be awesome as well. And... After the weekend of playing them, I still really, really like both. I think I like Mario a little bit more. They, I would just figured Mario was going to be the classic 2D, like we've been there and done that. Uh, they really nailed Mario. It, it's fucking, it's going to go down as probably a top five Mario game for me of all time. It is so, so much fun. So for all of you that wrote in asking, I'm loving both of them and you'll be getting reviews on Expansion Pass as I finish them, which will be in the coming weeks. And, uh, ah. One of the best days of gaming we've ever had. And people have been asking me, Sonic, are you going to play Sonic Superstars? And the answer is yes, but not till I'm done Mario and Spider-Man. And then eventually I will. Because I want to play it, but it's not going to be as good as these two are. Oh my God, these games are good. What a fucking year for games. My God, kids. my If you can't find at least one new game that you really liked this year, then uh, I don't... Fuck, maybe you need a new hobby because this year has been... A just ridiculous uh fill up my mouth with farts said hey adam just wondering if you have any other nerdy hobbies that may drive your lady crazy for me it is magic cards they can just take over all the free space as you try and sort and build decks and sometimes my wife gets driven nuts by them how do you control your hobbies that may expand outside of their designated areas love you bro keep doing what you do thank you philip uh I mean, I really like to read. I was posting about that the other day. That doesn't bother Shaylee because I keep my books on my nightstand. I've really gotten into Lego. I got back into Lego. Actually, a bunch of the listeners, I still don't know who the fuck was behind it, but some listeners got me, there's like a Lego set that's just Venom's head um, during the pandemic, and I built it, loved it, and it just completely reignited my, my, my love of those stupid little blocks. And if you've ever watched one of my live streams or anything, my back of my office is just full of Lego sets. I've had to take some apart. My Millennium Falcon is downstairs on on the bottom shelf of our coffee table because I can't fit it up here. I think maybe that one irritates Shaylee a little bit, but I don't know where else to put it. Um, Those are probably my two biggest hobbies, reading and Lego. And then I play chess. That doesn't really bother. And then I, I still genuinely consider video games my other hobby. So I don't... No, I'm, I'm in a pretty good spot. Most of my hobbies are fairly contained. I don't think Shaylee would like it if she was stepping on Lego bricks, but I don't want a chance stepping on the Lego bricks, so she's safe because I'm not doing it. So other than that, I think I keep them pretty pretty centralized in this little stink box of an office of mine. I tried playing Magic in high school, and I thought it was a really cool game, and then I played like four matches against people, got my ass kicked, and was like, fuck this, I'm out. My brother's big into Magic. I gave up because I wasn't good. That, what does Bart say? Uh... No, no, Homer. What's Homer say? Uh, you tried your best and you failed miserably. The lesson here is never try. That's me with magic cards. Turtles love pizza. Yes, they do. said, like, greetings and salutations. You've sat on a lot of fences over the years. Is there a particular type you recommend? I'm looking to get mine replaced. It could really use a second opinion. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I am a, a notorious fence sitter when it comes to every kind of topic. I would recommend not getting the white picket fence with the pointy tops. Get something that is flush along the top uh, because when you sit on it, you will thank me. Oh, and bring a change of pants. And if you're wondering why, when it happens, you'll know. Shout out to when it gets that reference. Guy Incognito said, Greetings, good man. Might I trouble you for a drink? With Halloween right around the corner and another hot dog asking you to rank chocolate bars, I'm curious, what five-cent candies are the best, most overrated, and hidden gem in your mind? Mine would have to be Dinosaurs or Dinosaur's. Are the best marshmallow bananas are overrated and blue whales are hidden gems? That's a good question. Uh, Swedish berries or fuzzy pi- uh, peaches? Ugh, I almost said fuzzy pickles. Fuck the earthbound guy. Swedish berries and fuzzy peaches are the two best five cent candies, and it, I will not debate this. They are the best ones. Uh, I will agree that the bananas are kind of overrated. I love bananas. But uh, not those bananas. Also, I think those frogs are a little overrated. The ones that are green on top with the white marshmallow on the bottom, I can eat like one, and then I'm like, I don't, I don't need any more of these. Uh, and then if we're talking hidden gem, I, it's honestly it's Swedish berries. Nobody ever talks about Swedish berries, and that's like my favorite candy. And it fucking pisses me off that it doesn't get more. They don't get more respect. They look nice. They're nice and red with those little bumps on the top and that unique sweetness they have to them is just, oh my God, go out, just stop this right now, go get some Swedish berries and then send me a message and say, God damn it, you're right, those Swedish, they know they're berries. Best five cent candy. Fuck, I haven't had those forever. I could go for some Swedish berries and fuzzy peaches are just a staple. The problem, the problem is you eat too many fuzzy peaches and then your tongue goes numb. Cause it's like eating sandpaper after a while, but God, they're good. Especially if you just like suck all of the, like the crispy, like sugary on the outside off. And then you just have that like smooth, gooey peach. And Oh yeah. Tornado. Said, hi diddly ho, Blankarino. Hope all is well. With the amazing amount of great games that came out this year, which console would you say had the best drops for exclusives in 2023? Between Mario Wonder on the Switch, Starfield on Xbox, and Spider-Man 2 on PlayStation alone. It's a hell of a lineup. Not even mentioning everything else that released this year. I'm going to go with Nintendo personally. Tears of the Kingdom, F-099, and Mario Wonder alone are some of the best things I've seen in recent years. Uh, Yeah, honestly... If we're talking, listen, I am a Nintendo fanboy, so take what I say with a great assault, okay? But if you look at the best exclusives, not overall games, but the best exclusives from 2023, what did Xbox have? Hi-Fi Rush, Redfall, and Starfield are probably the biggest games. PlayStation had Spider-Man 2. Uh, I mean, I guess some would argue that Baldur's Gate 3 is exclusive, because it kind of, but I mean, that's coming to Xbox eventually. Did PlayStation have another? I will say, listen, before any PlayStation fans get all upset with me, uh, Spider-Man 2 is one of the best games of the year, and I buy PlayStation consoles for PlayStation games, and like their exclusives are always the best. But PlayStation 5 exclusives, 2020. Is that really? What else did they have? For exclusives this year, because last year was God of War and Horizon. Yeah. I get, well, Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, Final Fantasy 16. Hmm. That's probably the big two. Okay, so if Xbox had everything I just listed, I'll be honest, Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2 beat the Xbox lineup. But, uh, well, I am a fanboy. Yeah, I think it's funny because the Switch is getting so old, but I genuinely think it had the best lineup of exclusives this year. I think Tears of the Kingdom was fire. I think Super Mario Bros. Wonder was fire. f 99 was fucking awesome. It still has Mario RPG coming out next month, even though it is a remake. Um, like, I loved Resident Evil 4 remake, but that wasn't an exclusive. Yeah, I would. It probably, probably was Nintendo. I yeah, I I agree. All three, like all, I own all three consoles, and all three were worth buying this year. Um, a lot of people have been asking me like, where are you on Game of the Year? My short list is probably Resident Evil Four remake. Oh fuck, Xbox had Sea. Oh no, Sea of Stars was an exclusive. That's just where I played it. Um, my short list for Game of the Year is probably Resident Evil Four remake, Sea of Stars, Tears of the Kingdom, Spider Man Two, and Mario Wonder. That would that's probably gonna end up being my five finalists for game of the year. So yeah, I'll go I'll go with I'll go with Nintendo, but I think all three had a great year. It was a good year for gaming. Uh Diablo Spartan said, Dear Mr. Blank, longtime listener, first time blower, in an alternate dimension where you grew up watching movies and not video playing video games, would fans of your wildly successful podcast, Remember the Film, be hamburgers instead of hot dogs? If not, what would they be? Thanks for tackling the tough questions. Keep up the good work. I would yeah, I think they'd probably be, I don't know, hamburgers. I would, you probably would be corn dogs. In an alternate universe where Blank Adams hosts Remember the Film and it's somehow become one of the biggest movie podcasts in the world, he calls everybody corn dogs. Which, by the way, better than hot dogs. Straight up. But I can't eat as many. I could probably eat a dozen hot dogs. I like Three or four corn dogs and my body's fighting with me uh endersoul said what's the hardest to pronounce game name that you've come across also is there one that you just absolutely know you are mispronouncing and don't care either way to answer your second question first endersoul yes there are multiple words and game titles that i'm saying wrong on purpose just to get you angry and sometimes you people message me and yell at me and i'll be honest with you i guess i have a little bit of like a fetish for it it turns me on just a little bit to know there are strangers out there getting mad at the way I say words. So I'm never going to say everything right just because, uh, you know, I'm horny. Turns me on. As far as what the hardest to pronounce game name I've come across, uh, I'm embarrassed that when I first came across Eternal Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem, I really struggled with the word Requiem. I don't think I've ever read that word before. So I kept trying to say like Requiem and everybody got mad at me. But easily the hardest one is X-E-X-Y-Z on the NES. I still, people keep telling me how to say it. I'm never going to learn. It's xz I don't know how the fuck to say it. X-Z-Z's. is easily the worst one. Ah, fuck you, Xizzes. And finally... Before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Papa Thunderfist said, Hey Adam, I was curious if you in any way keep a record of the games you've beaten or played. I often find myself forgetting the games I played years ago and how long exactly it's been since I finished them. I'm working on making my list, but ran into an issue on what console and list certain to list certain games under. For example, any game on Rare Replay. Does it count for its original console? Or does it deserve a dictation that it was a remaster? Or is it now technically an Xbox One game? I've also been using emulation on my 3DS to beat old games. Do I count them as original? but stipulate that it wasn't the original console i would love to hear your thoughts on this that is uh don't overthink it papa thunderfist are you gonna become papa headache don't do that i um no i don't keep a, a record of the games that i've played when i so i do have a rough games list from the ps2 xbox gamecube uh dreamcast era and further back and that was for the podcast and it was games we could cover for the show. And I literally, you know what I did? I went on Wikipedia and looked up the complete listings of every game that released for every one of those consoles and was just like, oh yeah, I remember that and put it on the list. Oh yeah, I remember that put it on the list. And if I couldn't remember enough about it to be like, did I play that or not? Then I'm like, then I obviously didn't play it that much and I didn't put it on the list. But now I don't, I don't, I don't keep track at all. Uh, I know, I will say, I can't remember what it's called. I should have looked it up, but I don't use it. There's a, there's like a backlog app just look it up backlog app and you can keep track of all the games you've played and i know a lot of people recommend it i know some people use excel sheets as well as far as where you should slot it in i'll be honest if it's not a remake i'm slotting it in where i played it so like if you were to play rc pro am on rare replay on your xbox 1 i would slot that in under the nes for rare Re- or for for rc pro am i would just keep it simple what's the old saying keep it simple dummy uh kissed i would just keep it where it fucking belongs uh, so that, that's that's what I would do but no I don't do that the only thing i do that for is books and because those I do have a harder time remembering because I'm not supposed to judge them by the cover and I can't read all the pages to decide if I already read it and I started sl- slacking on that list and now I'm fucked and I don't know which ones I've read so fuck my life I suppose uh, good luck God bless you and good luck on your quest Papa Thunderfist thank you everybody that wrote in as always we gotta keep the show moving let's get to our smash hit segment the official game show of Remember the Game Industries it is Play one, remake one, erase one. And because I've been asked, uh, I don't keep track of these either. Some people have been like, do you keep track of the play one, remake one, erase ones you've done so that you know, so you don't repeat? I do not. I literally just make it up every seven days. There could be ones that we've done multiple times and I've had different answers. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, But as always, uh, or pardon me, sorry, sorry, uh, a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for providing us uh, with our unofficial theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is erased from time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one, and I'll tell you what it is in just a minute. This week we're talking scary NES games, so I decided to go with three more scary nes games we already have the adams family here i went with friday the 13th monster party and a nightmare on elm street and 29 percent of you said that you would uh play friday the 13th remake a nightmare on elm street and erase monster party let's see what a few of you had to say here and then i'll tell you what the right answer was fire embalm said they all suck and the world will be better without them that's fair, but play Friday the 13th, remake monster party and erase nightmare on Elm street only because that's the order. I see them on my screen. That is maybe the soundest logic I've ever heard here on play one, remake one, erase one. That's the order. They're in the graphic above the poll, So that's the order I'm going in. And I, there's there that's bulletproof. I can't, I can't argue with any of that. John Drews said, first time writing to the show, you fuckers with your first times. And I've if I, I mean, I got to eventually I'm going to stop. I can't keep reading them because I get so many of them, but I'm such a sucker for it. John said, I'd remake Nightmare on Elm Street because I'd love to play a game where you play as Freddy on today's hardware. I'd erase Monster Party because it's too weird of a game to even exist. I'd play Friday the 13th since I actually like it. Keep up the good work, Adam. Thank you, John. How is Monster Party? Too weird of game to even exist on a fucking NES that had shit like a boy and his blob, Star Tropics, Little Nemo, the Dream Master. The list goes on and on for weird games on the NES, but a party of monsters is the one that's too weird. I I like it, John Drews. This is a bold take, Carl Whitecatis Whitecat Whitecat kids france carl france said play monster party it is quirky fun remake friday the 13th updated graphics fix the confusing ass map and you could have a decent retro remake erase the nightmare on elm street the world isn't losing anything of value by erasing this game is it that bad People are saying all these games are, th- are they all that bad? I, don't, I haven't played, I've played Monster Party once. I don't even, I don't think I've ever touched the other two. Uh, Captain Chunky Beard. Whoa, oh, so, oh, that reminds me of Man's Stew. Oh, said, uh, well, seeing as I didn't know these games were a thing and I'm just finding that out in my 33 years on this planet now, as well as keeping to the rules here, I'd say play Friday the 13th. I'm a fan of the movies. Remake a Nightmare on Elm Street because who doesn't need a fresh coat of paint and a tune-up once in a while. And erase Monster Party because it looks like a child's game. What the fuck? Why would you... I guess, yeah, you're Captain Chunky Beard. That that checks out. You're not going to play anything for children. You you have a chunky beard. Uh, I'm going with 9%. All of the options got some love this week. I'm going with 9% of you, including Snack crapple, Crackle Prop who said, first time commenting, greetings, fellow hot dogs. I played all three of these back in the day. Play Nightmare on Elm Street because it's a platformer made by Rare in the NES era, though it's more Wizards and Warriors than it is Battletoads. Remake Monster Party because it's actually a really great platformer with Nito sprites and backgrounds. Lastly, erase Friday the 13th because it's a terrible RPG, better suited for gameplay on an Apple II. Whoa, bird. I don't, I don't know what an Apple II is. I assume it's a computer of some kind. Uh, I have different logic, completely different logic, but same order. I'm going to play A Nightmare on Elm Street because I just watched that movie for the first time like a week ago. And so I feel like now I could play it and be like Captain America and be like, I understand that reference. It would make a lot more sense to me. I'm going to remake Monster Party because A, it's the only one I've already played a little bit. And B, I assume that it wouldn't be as scary as a remake as A Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th would be. And uh, I'm going to erase Friday the 13th because I haven't seen it. So I wouldn't understand the references and I don't really care about his stupid fucking mask. Eventually I'll see it and then maybe I'll change this. But for the time being, that's my thought process. Thank you everybody that wrote in. As always, we're going to pause for a quick word from our sponsor and then I'll tell you what I've been playing. You already know the answer anyway. And then we'll get to the Adams family, all right? We'll be right back. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer, you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is. mm, Lightning strikes the transmitter. Doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating, which is why you need backup, literally in the form of CrashPlan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com slash RTG. CrashPlan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself or you run a business with a bunch of people all click clacking away. CrashPlan hangs out in the background while you work and every 15 minutes they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out CrashPlan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with CrashPlan. All right, this might be the fastest what have I been playing ever. I've been playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder. It is awesome. I've been playing Spider-Man 2. It is awesome. And I've been playing Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem on the GameCube, and it is good. It's good. I know some people out there love it. It's kind of a cult classic, and I know some people are excited about it. I'm not going to come in here to just shit on it next week, but, like, I, it's 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 good. I It's okay. We'll get more into it next week. It's not as good as that's it's it's good we'll leave it at that that's really all i've been playing i'm so obsessed with mario and spider-man right now it's ridiculous uh let's talk to the adams family that's why you kids are here as always i like to let our patrons sound off on the game we're covering before my guest and i or in this case i hog the microphone so let's see what a few of you had to say bedlam bros common blood cleaning services that i don't (sighs) the usernames are getting bad here so it said still to this day i have yet to beat this game was one of the rare games i never tagged quit or I never—I assume that means rage quit. Has tagged quit because it was just that fun. It is fun, but I agree. I was never able to beat it either. I cannot, for the life of me, beat this game. But I'm gonna try playing it tonight, Monday night, on Twitch. Before this episode goes live, maybe I'll beat it tonight and surprise myself, but I don't think I'll ever see the ending of this game. But I I like it though. Yankee Doodle Randy said this game is a mighty fine blueprint for the 16 bit version, which is great. This NES version, however, is unforgiving with the hit detection and the lack of lives. I own a loose copy, but I never got good enough to beat it. I really want to try this 16 bit version. I'm interested. It looks awesome. i got to have to try it. Johnny from Virginia said, This is a gem of a platformer. I used to rent it all the time, and I always enjoyed revisiting. It's a safe game. It's fun. Plays well, as far as I can remember. No, nah, it doesn't, really. It has variety, but doesn't do anything exceptional. It's just safe. But I like safe, and I have fond memories of playing this on sick days and around the Halloween season. Yeah, we used to, we used to rent it all the time. I, I don't know if I'd say it plays well. It's a cool concept, but it plays kind of shitty. Uh, smooth operator said very underrated game i used to own it on my atari st prior to owning an snes I haven't played it in a very long time but i have fond memories so i'm looking forward to a trip down memory lane with this week's remember the game podcast i remember 100%ing it on several occasions with the help of the passwords that help save your progress i don't that one must have been the snes one because the nes one you died a few times and they were like go fuck yourself i think Did it have passwords? I'll find out. I'll tell you in a minute because I'm going to replay it before I review it. But I don't remember the NES one having passwords. And Scuba Steve said, this game is pretty all right. I really like the NES graphics when they try to be creepy, solid black backgrounds with creepy colorful sprites. Now on to Fester's Quest. Fester's Quest is a fucking monstrosity. I used to rent that game because I liked Adam's Family. Fester, I'll eventually review Fester's Quest, but that game can fester in my ass. That game is so fucking hard. Oh my god, that game looks makes the Adam's Family look like fucking Kirby's Dreamland. Fuck me. Anyway, let's talk Adam's Family. That's why you're here. I'm excited to talk about it. I fucked up and didn't get the release date ready for this episode, so I'm just going to keep talking for two seconds while I look it up. Here it is. Uh, I'm going to queue up some music and when it's that's not right either and when it stops we're gonna talk the adams family for the nes which apparently originally released in north america in january of 1992 but i feel like it was earlier than that so i don't fucking know when this game came out enjoy the podcast everybody let's go All right, let's get into this weird-ass game named after a weird-ass family that happens to share a name with me. And before I start hearing the jokes, no, this is not about my family. This is about the Adams family. They don't even spell it the same as me. And let me just say, anybody out there that spells Adam with two Ds is fucking weird. And I know I probably just offended somebody out there whose last name is Edidum. But that's how it's supposed to be pronounced, the Edidums family. It's not Adams fan. My name is spelled A D D A M. I'm not Adam, anyways. Uh, this game, man. I like I said in the intro. My little brother and I used to rent this game all the time when we were kids, and I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> if I'm being honest. I don't think this is a bad game at all. Well, like, okay, no, I don't think it's a bad game. Do I think it's like a great game? No. But there are way, way, way worse games on the NES but the thing is growing up I wasn't an Adam's Family fan my my little brother to the best of my knowledge was not an Adam's Family fan I don't understand I've never seen the movie any of the movies I don't even know how many fucking movies there is now but I haven't seen any of them uh, I used to watch the cartoon show when I was little so I don't know why the fuck we used to rent this all the time but we did and uh it doesn't I really don't know how to I guess in a way it's like Ninja Turtles from the NES, the one with the electric seaweed in the sense, Not, it's not as good as Ninja Turtles, but like in the sense of like, there's a, there's a really ambitious, frankly, somewhat creative game here. And I just think it gets held back by some weird controls, some fucking brutal, brutal collision detection we which will which we'll get into and uh at the end of the day it's just nes tough and the thing about it is like i know i was pretty hard on devil may cry last week and for being hard and i know that i i sometimes rag on games that i find difficult because i suck at games and i'm a pussy but i'm always gonna have a soft spot in my heart for nes tough games i don't know why maybe it's because i grew up in the nes era uh, and I fired this up if you're interested, if you've never seen The Addams Family. I'm like, I'm going to stop saying it that way. But if you've never seen The Addams Family, the video game, the NES one that we're talking about here, uh, if you're hearing this right after the show goes live, I actually streamed it for about two hours on Monday night. I took three different shots at it because it's one of those games that when you die, you, you start over. And I took three shots at this fucking game and the stream is still up. So you can see practically the whole game because I'll tell you, dude, There's something, it's, 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 we've never come up with a name for the phenomenon where you die and die and die at a video game, and then you just say fuck it, and you give up, and you walk away, and then when you come back, all of a sudden you do way better. We've never come up with an official name for that. But that's what this was, except instead of walking away for like a day or a weekend, I walked away for like 25 years, Uh, because I don't think I've played this since I was a kid, and I fired it up and got right to the end of the game on Monday night, which was fucking Insanity. I save stated a little bit, but not too, too brute. I'll explain. I'll explain why. So anyway, the point is, there's a really cool concept for a game here. It's just way too hard, and the fucking controls don't work, and it it pisses me off. I'd love to try the SNES or the Genesis version because it looks like a lot more fun than the fucking NES one. So uh, if you've never played it, you control Gomez Adams. If you don't know who anybody in the Adams family are, I don't even know what the story of the Adams family is. They're like a rich family, and they're fucking weird. And there's like a husband and wife and a grandma and a son and a daughter and then a creepy uncle and a butler and a hand. Right? That's I think that's everybody. And then I know there's like Cousin It, but I don't think Cousin It is in this game. So in this game, you control Gomez Adams. And I, as far as I understand, uh, Uncle Fester is trying to like steal your fortune and give it to some bad witch or something. And your whole family is like gone missing. And so you control Gomez Adams and you start off outside of the mansion. And it's actually, this is what the good part of the game is. It's kind of a puzzle platformer and it's really kind of clever. Some of the puzzles, when the game starts, uh, you just have Gomez Adams with no items. All you can, the only moves you have are walking and jumping, and you can jump off the tops of enemies Mario style. But unlike Mario, where when you land on top of an enemy, you land on top of the enemy. In this game, if you land almost on top of the enemy, it's like oh, you went right through the fucking enemy. And we'll we'll get to all that. The collision detection is fucked. But when you pause it, you can see a list of the the family members you need to rescue, which are Pugsley, who's your son, Wednesday, who's your daughter, Grandma, who is I think your nephew. I'm not no, it's your grandma. Uh, Lurch the Butler, Morticia, who's his wife. And Thing, the hand, those are the six members of the family that you need to find throughout the game. And then other than that, there's spots for different items you can collect throughout the game, different keys you can collect throughout the game and and stuff like that. And you just start out walking, and you you walk across the front of the mansion, and you end up... The first thing... The only place you can go, the front door to the mansion, is locked. So at the very beginning of the game, you walk across the whole courtyard or the, the Gomez estate, or whatever the fuck you call it, their front yard, and you end up going down into like a crypt where there's a skeleton, and if you jump on the skeleton's head three times, uh, he drops the house key, and then you can go open the front door to the house, get into the mansion, and from there... It's not completely open world. It's not completely go wherever the fuck you want. But there's a little bit of go wherever you want. You can tackle it in a few different ways, and you basically have to track down every member of your family. And there's a lot of puzzles. Like for example, I guess there's gonna be spoilers. The game is like fucking thirty years old. Who cares? Uh, Pugsley, your, um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Your, uh, your, your hefty son is stuck he tried to go down his emergency chute out of his bedroom and got stuck so you have to collect the three ingredients that show up on your pause menu around the house that will make a shrinking potion that you can use to get pugsy out of the secret exit that he's stuck in uh wednesday your daughter is trapped at the end of a freezer and so you have to go through this platforming level of the freezer which we'll fucking get to it's one of the hardest parts of this fucking game and it's so so you get to the end of the freezer, you rescue Wednesday, your daughter, and she's like, thank you for saving me, but I'm frozen solid and I can't help you. So then you need to find a source of heat, which is the furnace in the kitchen, to thaw her, uh, and then you can, she'll help you. Uh, so you have to go to the, the furnace and once you go into the furnace, she on thaws and then she's like, Hey, thanks. Now I can give you a key. By the way, granny is at the end of the furnace, which is another platforming level. And the freezer obviously is like an ice platforming level. The furnace is like a fire platforming level. And at the end of that, granny's there and you rescue her. And she's like, Hey, if you can find my wrench, I'll go up and fix my fog machine, which is on the roof. And the fog is one of the ingredients you need for the potion to shrink Pugsley, the, your, your son. Uh, so I'm not going to get into where everybody is per se, but like you can tackle it in a few different options. There's, there's, there's one main path through the game, but there's a few different ways you can go to get to that path. You can collect keys in different orders or save family members in different order and stuff like that. And in in that sense, I like the game and that's why I'm likening it to Ninja Turtles from the NES. Cause I, listen, I'm a home. I'm a complete homer because I love the NES and I love the Ninja Turtles. But, like, I don't think that first Turtles game is that bad. The one with the electric seaweed that everybody talks about, I just think it's really, really tough. But I think it's a really ambitious game there. And I like the the various levels and some of the puzzle solving and stuff like that that's in that game as opposed to just the, the button-mashing beat-em-ups of Turtles 2 and Turtles 3. Not that I don't like those games, but I like a little bit of... I like the cleverness, you know? And and that's what I like about this game. They could have just made a standard platformer where you just go through 10 levels as Gomez, jumping on monsters and collecting money and stuff like that. But instead, they really did try to build this crazy little world around their mansion where you have to go around and, like... At one point, you you pick up, um... Uh, what's one of the... Music. You pick up a, a sheet, like, mu- a sh- um... Sheet music, like, for a piano. And then you can use that, you ring the the big bell in the in the house, and Lurch, the butler, shows up and says, I'll go play this on the piano for you. And then about a minute later, he's made his way to the ballroom, he starts playing his music, and then that actually gets a couple of ghosts to dance around the ballroom, which moves them out of the way of the door, to, you, opens up to the backyard. Like, there's little things like that, Rob. I like puzzle solving, and I like working my way through, and it's like, you are going to hit multiple dead ends in the game. Not because you can't beat the platforming, but you're like, okay, I've got... Uh, I've got a snorkel. That's one of the items you can get is a swimming snorkel. And you know, so somewhere there must be somewhere I can swim. And then it's, it's about going through every room in this mansion and figuring out what can I interact with now? What can I solve? And in that sense, I think it's really great. The problem is a, the fucking, just the difficult, like forget that fucking collision detection and all that kind of stuff. The, the sheer difficulty of this game is, is, It's, oh my God, it's fucking infuriating. Like, you know, in most games, I'm trying to think, what's a tough NES game? Castlevania. Castlevania, pretty tough. Castlevania is a much better game than this, by the way. I'm not, I am not comparing the Adam- excuse me, the Addams family to Castlevania, much better game, Castlevanias. but you know when you get hit by an enemy in Castlevania, and you get bounced back like a third of the way across the fucking screen, but you do get that two or three seconds of invincibility, Mega Man, when you hit an enemy, you get a couple seconds of invincibility, Mario Brothers, you get hit, you might lose your power up, but you get a couple seconds of invincibility, in this game, there is no bounce back, which is good, but there's no invincibility, which is so bad. It's fucking ridiculous. At the very beginning of the game, when you're walking in front of the mansion that you can't go in as Gomez Adams, uh, some guy is opening the door, the windows upstairs and throwing shit at you. And if whatever he's throwing at you hits you uh, and you keep running, like, so say you're running forward. What he throws comes down at like a 45 degree angle bounces off the ground and then just kind of bounces along the front yard if you don't just stop and let it bounce away if you keep running with it bouncing on top of you it just like and you're dead like it just hits you over and over and over again when you when you miss jumping on top of an enemy and you fall through the enemy which happens all the fucking time it's like imagine if the hitbox like, like they made on top of an enemy for you to jump on because you can jump off them and bounce off Mario style but imagine if instead of the hitbox being the entire top of the enemy it's like the top 30 percent right dead center in the middle of the enemy's head like you know goombas are triangles imagine if the only way you could kill the goomba is to jump right at the very peak of the top of that triangle that's what the enemies are like in this game except their heads aren't triangles a lot of them are flat so you think I can land on it anywhere. Nay, nay! You need to land right at the fucking top. And if you miss that jump right on the top, you'll go through the enemy, land on the ground in front of the enemy, and the enemy is just... And just massacring you. And, like, you can lose your entire health bar in about four seconds just standing there on top of an enemy. And if that enemy happens to be on spikes, fuck you, because now the spikes are hurting you because you're standing on the spikes because you fell through the enemy because you didn't jump right on the top peak of its flat fucking head. And it's still hurting you at the same time. It's so ridiculous. You can lose your whole health bar so, so fast. And you can pick up cheese, blocks of cheese laying around the house to get your health back. But there's might be like, I don't even think there's five in the entire game and they don't come back. So it is, it is the definition of, uh, and I fucking hate this term, but it is the definition of get good. And it is, it's just easily its biggest fault. Is the fucking weird ass collision detection. It is absolutely obnoxious. And then add in just how difficult the game is as a whole. Because it's not. You're not just losing health. Or you're not just dying from losing health. Falling through enemies. And having them feast on your ass. When you're standing in front of them. There's platforming segments. Remember I mentioned the freezer. Where you have to go rescue Wednesday. Oh fuck me. Dude this freezer. it First of all. Listen, I love platformers, but let's just put our cards on the table, all right? Ice levels in platformers fucking suck. When you're sliding around all over the place, doesn't matter if it's Mario or this or whatever. They, I hate them. I hate sliding everywhere. You go into the freezer in this game and fucking Gomez Adams decided to, I don't know, I, I assume he... I, he The fuck is on the bottom of this man's shoes because there's not a little bit of sliding. You're going like a third of the way across the screen when you land. And this whole level is just full of pits that will kill you instantly. So you need to make your way across the level. You need to dodge the enemies, like the penguins that are bouncing around, the giant snowballs that are rolling at you, the icicles that fall from the fucking ceiling that give you no indication that they're going to fall until they do, and fuck you because they're going to hit you like three times on the way past, like because there is no temporary. I'm making that noise because that's kind of the noise it makes uh, when it hits you there is no temporary invincibility they're just feasting on you so if the uh, if the things that are trying to kill you by draining your health bar don't kill you falling into the fucking pits will because the the freezer starts off you're running to the to the right of the screen and you're just jumping over pits that are in the floor and it's like all right i can handle this they can get a little tricky because you're sliding as you land but it's it's doable but then it gets the points where you need to jump on platforms that are up in the sky and work your way across and dude these fucking platforms the hitboxes on the top are the exact same as the hitboxes in the enemies. Imagine the Goomba with the point on top of his head. You need to get so up and over onto the top of these platforms that if you jump a little bit too early and you kind of come at it and say you land like right on the corner of the platform the game's like ha, fuck you you didn't land on top you go right through the platform down into the hole you die and you have three lives per continue and I can't remember if it's two or three continues and you can pick up maybe three extra lives throughout the game and then that's it you're fucking done and so you get your way through this entire freezer this is easily the the, the hardest part of the game except maybe the pond which we'll get to You make your way to the end of this freezer. You jump over the pits at the bottom of the level. Then you jump onto these platforms and then jump back down the platforms. Then you go through a segment where snowballs are coming at you and you need to jump into really narrow columns in the frost above you uh, because the ceiling has come down to basically the same height as Gomez. So you need to basically line yourself up perfectly with these little columns, jump straight up in the air, let the snowball go underneath you, move to the next one, so on and so forth. Then you get to the very end and you see Wednesday, and she's up on a platform and she's frozen solid, but you have to jump across another big bo- um, hole full of water, and these two ice cubes come up for about two seconds and then go back down. And it's no different than a Mega Man game where you're jumping on the appearing and disappearing platforms, except again, that fucking collision detection is so fucked up you need to land exactly on top of both ice cubes and you have no fucking time to react if you've got one shot and if you slide or miss or land just on the corner of a platform a little bit fuck you down into the water start the fucking freezer over again fuck you gomez adam you get all the way to the end of this thing you rescue wednesday and you're like thank fuck I beat the the freezer level. It's the hardest level in the game. I fucking beat it. No, you did it. Now you need to make your way all the way back through the fucking level. Basically do the whole level again. Back to the door. There is no, like fast exit at the end of the freezer where you find your way out or anything. You need to hoof it all the way back through and do it twice. I've lost entire games, all my continues, everything, just trying to get through that freezer. And that's where it's so frustrating because I like the idea of it being a puzzle game with platforming elements, but then the platforming is the most half-assed broken piece of shit. God fucking Fuck. fuck. Let's pause for a word from our sponsors and I'm going to compose myself and tell you about some of the other bullshit levels in this fucking game. Fuck, I hate that fucking freezer. I, I don't even know if this episode has made any sense whatsoever. You're rescuing your family, the house is a disaster, and that freezer fucking sucks. We'll be right back after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing did it ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com/rememberthegame today to get 10 percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com/rememberthegame. Seriously, there, I, there's only t- there's two other parts of this game that I find as difficult uh, as that fucking freezer. It's just it's so long, dude. Like it's the it's the longest portion of the game. And it's all platforming, and it's so fucking difficult. Uh, You have to platform in the furnace as well, but you're not sliding everywhere, and it doesn't feel like there's nearly as many bullshit jumps. Same thing, you have to make it to the end, rescue Granny who's stuck in the furnace, and then make your way back in like a fire platforming level. But it's not nearly as bullshit as the freezer. Uh, there's a part where you have to go, there's a pond in the backyard. So you, you get lurched to play the music. Like I said, that moves this dancing couple that opens up the door to the backyard. I'm a fan of all that. Then you're making your way through the backyard. And actually when you're walking through the backyard level, it, it kind of looks like Zelda two, the adventures of Link. When you're walking through the dark woods, um, there's enemies everywhere. There's these birds flying overhead, trying to drop rocks on you and shit. And again, when the rocks hit you, they hit you like four times, not just fucking once. Uh, cause fuck you and your temporary invincibility, but you managed to make it to the end of the yard. Uh, there's a, there's a pond, the pond in the, the, I guess they have a giant death defying fucking pond in their yard, which you can't go through until you have the snorkel, which is hidden in the house. So then you get to the pond, then you have to swim through and it turns into like what looks like a super Mario brothers type swimming level. You just mash B to swim, but dude, do you listen to me? I'm not exaggerating. I don't think I can do this justice. It is Gomez has got lead in his balls. It is just, he weighs a thousand pounds. And when you're tapping B and swimming forward, it works okay. You can't touch the bottom, there's spikes. You can't touch the top because there's spikes. There's enemies like piranhas and shit throughout the water. They'll fucking hurt you too. And when one of these piranhas gets it on top of you, again, it's not like it hits you once and swims right through. If it's swimming in the same direction you are and it happens to hit you once, it'll just stay on top of you until you just let go of swim or something and fall underneath it. And it will just take like half your health bar off. But you're mashing B to swim and to get Gomez to go up at all like it's to get him to go forward or backward isn't too bad and to get him to sink you just like go the swim button but to get him to go up in that water i'm telling you you should have been watching that stream monday night i am i had the controller down on my desktop and i am literally just mashing i'm playing it on my nes classic with an nes controller i am mashing b with every ounce of fucking like i don't know what do you like Testosterone. I don't fucking know. Everything I've got, I'm just. And I'm like, I'm sweating, and my arm is starting to hurt. I'm like, I'm developing fucking uh arthritis that's the word i was like alzheimers that's not it it, isn't it ironic that i couldn't remember what the word was and i thought it was alzheimers but it was arthritis and i'm like i feel like that's what i'm developing in my hand cuz i'm mashing b and like it's dude you get to the end of the pond and there's the wrench that that's the only reason you have to go into the pond cuz one of the items in the game is the wrench and you have to find it at the end of the pond fair enough so you get it it's and it's in like um it's in like a column with two walls up either side so you you get to the top of the column catch your breath, let go of B, you sink down to the bottom of the column, you get the wrench, then you gotta get out of this column, and the only way out is to swim straight up and out, and I'm telling you, it's maybe three inches tall, it will take you a good 45 seconds of just mashing B nonstop to get him up and over that thing, I've always considered like the advantage controller with the turbo Semi cheating like I won't use that for stuff like contra or anything, but in this case I will make an exception I fucked, I never want to, that was, honestly like the furnace is, or the the freezer is infuriating, but at least there's some aspects of fun to it, because it is platforming, trying to swim in that fucking water in the backyard, is just straight up ridiculous, cause you don't even get hurt, like you you just tap 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 tap, and you've literally come up like a fucking eighth of an inch on the screen, tap 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 tap, and if you let go or stop tapping for a split second right back down to the bottom and where there's not even anything to hurt you, you're just like like i almost needed my inhaler trying to swim through this fucking pond so that's the second part of the game that sucks number one the furnace number two the pond now i have some positives too but i'm gonna get the three shitty things out of the way number three is the roof all right once you thaw wednesday she gives you the key to the attic which is one of the things i do like about this game there are locked doors throughout the house and you have to find keys which are laying around in different places and like I, I like the puzzle-solving aspect of that. I, I can get on board with that. So Wednesday gives you the key to the attic. So you go all the way to the end of the hall upstairs. You go up these stairs. You open the door to the attic. Then you have to go through this little platforming level where there's some bats and some rats coming at you. It's really not that bad. Now you're on the roof of the Adams Family Mansion. And there's a huge gray brick wall behind you. And at random, these fucking gray bricks will fall out. And so you have to crawl. Crawl. Across this roof. Just tap, 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 tap. And just watch those bricks up top. Because if one of them falls, you have got about, I'm not exaggerating, maybe a quarter of a second to push back and get Gomez out of the way and if the brick hits you here's the most frustrating part assuming you've collected the umbrella at one point throughout the game you don't even take any damage it just goes out to the front of the mansion where the game started Gomez floats down with his umbrella and you need to go in the door of the mansion up the stairs of the mansion across the entire upstairs hall of the mansion up the stairs to the attic through the whole platforming area of the attic past all the rats and bats back up to the roof start again and all the bricks that were falling on you are back so you better remember which ones were falling They don't give any kind of tell. They don't look any different because you need to crawl across this fucking roof again It is so stupid and while you're trying to crawl across the roof These fucking birds are flying overhead dropping rocks on you which are damaging you So you can't go too slow because there's a never-ending chain of birds dropping rocks on you But you can't go too fast or the fucking rocks or the 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 bricks from the wall I just punched my microphone by mistake the bricks from the wall hit you and you fall down to the ground and have to start it all over again and it's so hard. That was where I save stated was going across that roof. Cause I was like, I just don't have the patience for this fucking shit. And the whole reason you have to do it is just to get to the end of the roof where granny's fog machine is that she had to fix. If you gave her the wrench, which if you go up there before you give granny a wrench to fix. Okay. And remember, okay. So here's, here's your chain of command. All right. Granny is in the furnace. Once you rescue her, if you give her a wrench, she'll go up and fix the fog machine. The fog machine is at the top of the far end of this fucking roof, past all these goddamn bricks. And all you have to do is get to the fog machine to collect a little bit of fog that's part of the potion you need to make to shrink Pugsley to get him out of his fucking secret escape. But to get up to the attic, which leads to the roof, you need Wednesday. To get Wednesday, you have to go through the freezer and unthaw her, or get her, get back through the freezer, go to the furnace to thaw her, then she'll give you the key to the attic. But remember, Granny needed the wrench. Where's the wrench? It's at the bottom of the pond in the backyard. you can't swim through the pond without finding the snorkel, which is, I don't remember where it is. Uh, it's in one of the rooms upstairs. So you better have gone and found that snorkel. And it's just, do you see the yin and yang? I'm, I know it probably, I'm probably not selling any on you, any of you on trying this game, but I really genuinely like the, Hey, you need to find the, it's, again, it's, I'm not comparing it to Zelda two or anything, but like, it's got a little bit of Zelda two. So I guess I am loosely comparing it. It's got just a little bit of zelda 2 to it just a just a hint because you need to figure out where's this item that i need that'll then activate this thing that then keeps the game going it's just that fucking freezer that fucking roof and that fucking pond excuse me those three things almost break the fucking game they're just other than that uh, you're basically just going through the house. Some of the enemies are pretty cool. There's, like, spiders. There's a, It's the Addams Family, right? So there's, like, some creepy haunted shit there. There's, like, spiders. There's bats. There's rats. Swords fall off the wall and try to cut you. There's this weird goblin with, like, a giant goose egg on his head that's always running around trying to kill you, but you can knock, like, a chandelier down off the roof that'll kill him and get rid of him. There, there's one room that's really cool, but it's a bullshit enemy. It's, like, a study. And there's, like, a giant, uh, like, polar bear rug just laying on the floor. And when you get near it, it jumps up and the polar bear is still alive and it starts chasing you. And you have to run back to the beginning of this study where there's a bear trap hanging on the wall. You jump off the bear's head, touch the bear trap, the bear trap falls. And if the polar bear runs into it, he gets stuck for the rest of the game and he can't hurt you anymore. Like some of the enemies are actually pretty cool. I, I there's like fucking giant, like they look like, um, uh, like Venus fly traps, but they spit like, spike balls or something at you there's a tree house outside once you get the key to the tree house you go into the tree house you climb up to the top where there's all these bats coming at you and there's a giant owl egg up there and the egg is one of the ingredients for the potion to rescue Pugsley as well and uh <sighs> i don't know what else to say it's such a why the fuck did we rent this so much as as kids it's not that good of game but there really is like there's a good skeleton there and I know that's a funny thing to say with an Adams Family game, but, like, there's a good skeleton to this game. The problem is just that fucking collision detection and how goddamn difficult it is. Kind of breaks it and makes it really fucking... And makes it almost unfun. There's no password system. There's no continues. Uh, I believe there's a password system in the Super Nintendo version, but or the, maybe the Genesis, but there's not in the NES version. So I had never gotten to the point where... Uh, I had rescued everybody except Morti The last person you rescue is Morticia, which is Gomez's wife. And I've never rescued her. I've never gotten that far. But once you've rescued the rest of the family and gotten all the other items, you give Lurch some different music. Uh, he plays that and he opens up a door in the study that leads to like a secret path where you go in like a canoe boat. Uh, I don't even know to call it. A can- it's like ATM machine, a canoe boat. You get in a canoe and you go across this little pond and then there's a hidden door at the end. You go into the door and then there's like a scale that you have to step on that'll then raise up to open up the door to get to the final boss of the game. But uh, while you're playing through the game, you're collecting money everywhere because the Adams family is rich. They have a giant mansion. So there's like wads of cash everywhere. There's gold bars. There's the giant, the classic money bags with the giant dollar sign on them, which I've never seen In real life, but I like to think that that's where banks keep money, and those are all over the game. And I never knew until Monday night playing it that that had anything to do with the game. I thought they were just uh, score, like just a scoring system. And so all you had to do was go around and collect, uh, collect the money, just set a high score if you want to but then I found out when I got there last night that at the end of the game you need to have a million dollars to trigger the final part of the game and I had not been going out of my way to collect the money I'd been just focused on trying to stick the landing on all these fucking platforming jobs to try not to get eaten alive by running bears and goblins with goose eggs and so I got to the very end of the game for the first time ever and only had half a million dollars and the game was like haha fuck you go back out there and find another half a million dollars in points." So now the next time if I ever play this game again and I think I'm going to because I'd really like to put up a complete playthrough on YouTube if I can get good enough to beat it. Not only do you need to focus on sticking the landing on all your jumps in that fucking freezer and trying to land on top of enemies' heads so they don't kill you in three fucking seconds when you miss jumps but you also need to go out of your way to collect every piece of currency laying around this shit show of a mansion so that when you get to the very end of the game, you have a million dollars. And then I don't know what happens. I assume you rescue Morticia and fight the final boss, but I can't get there to find out. It's so hard. Such a hard fucking game. NES tough, man. NES. Cause the thing about it is if it wasn't NES tough, look, I was playing it last night. I played for two hours. I did three runs and I almost beat it. Right? You can't, Back in the 80s and the 90s, these games had to be tough just to make them seem longer so they would take you longer to beat. Otherwise, kids would be pissed off they got this game for Christmas. and You might be pissed off you got this game for Christmas anyway. But you're pissed off you got this game for Christmas and you beat it in two days. Um, I will say a couple other things I actually like. I, I think for an NES game, graphics are pretty good. They're trying to do the creepy things. Some of the backgrounds, especially when you're outside... Out front of the mansion, pretty cool. It's like nighttime. You can see the moon in the sky. There's old trees. There's like ghosts and shit flying around. There's tombstones everywhere. Inside the mansion, there's all kinds of creepy pictures and shit. Some of the uh the eyes on some of the pictures are looking at you and fucking staring at you. You can interact with stuff when you go into like Wednesday's room. There's headless dolls bouncing around that can hurt you when you go into Pugsy's room. He's got a giant piranha tank that you have to look out for because if you try to jump across it to collect the money on the other side, the piranhas can get you. There, there's, I, I think the graphics are actually pretty... You know, they're not the best graphics on the NES or anything, but they're pretty above okay. I was going to say above average. I don't even, they're like, I give them like a six or seven out of 10. The graphics are actually pretty decent. The music, y'all have heard that Adam's family theme right out of the top. You're going to hear it again in a few minutes when I wrap up this episode. Nine tenths of the game, you just hear that fucking loop over and over and over again. That da na 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 it got to the point on the stream last night where we turned the music practically down to nothing because it was like i can't fucking listen to this anymore holy baby jesus and then what's really frustrating is there's one other really cool song you just heard it before the game chat part started and that plays when you're in the furnace and it plays when you're in the uh the freezer and it's a really cool song let's play that more no fuck you we're gonna play that over and oh, It's just like Ghostbusters that fucking plays that shitty version of the Ghostbusters theme song over and over and over and over again. Why? Why did they do that? Remember DuckTales? Remember Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Sure, they had like awesome chiptunes versions of the title track, but they also had other music, but they were made by Capcom and not fucking Ocean. This game, it's just the same 20 seconds of music over and over over and over and it just it makes you insane and if it doesn't make you insane missing jumps will make you insane and if that doesn't make you insane the fact that enemies touch you once and take away half your health bar because they just stick to you like fucking glue will make you insane and if none of that makes you insane the end of the game will make you insane because you'll find out you need a million dollars in currency that you weren't fucking collecting because you were too busy trying to stick the jumps and avoid the enemies that need all your health and you just want to save your family by the end of this game, I'm like, fuck it. I don't need to save anybody. I hope you all just die. I'm taking my money and going to fucking Cuba. I don't know where Gomez Adams vacations. Ah. Some people brought up Fester's Quest when I was streaming this on Monday. Um, I don't remember. We rented Fester's Quest, like, once, I think, as kids. After playing the Adams family, we were like, oh, I wonder if this is, like, Adams family. And, uh... It is, it's, I, I, no, it's not. I, you're wondering if Adam's family or, pardon me, if Fester's Quest will ever get an episode. I don't know. Maybe someday. Cause I'm sure some people would like that, but I that game is so, at least this game is like fun hard. I find Fester's Quest, I don't know. I need to go back to it. I shouldn't even say that. I haven't played it since I was a little kid. Maybe it is fun hard. I, I put this game uh like i said in the same class as like the ninja turtles ninja turtles is much much better but it is a single player platformer i like the the that they tried to do something new with it instead of just a beat-em-up or a side scroller it's got some really cool concepts in it but it could have used a little bit more play testing and it just even if you just fixed that collision detect the collision detection and the swimming would have made it so much better but if you did those two things it would make the game so much harder or so much easier and it'd be beatable. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently the super Nintendo version and the Genesis version are much more, uh, ambitious. I'd really like to try them at some point. Cause I've only played this one, but I will, I will sit here and I know I've spent most of the last 40 minutes shitting on this game. Um, I, I genuinely think there's a good game here, and I I remember when I asked a couple of months ago, hey, would anybody be interested in this episode? And a surprising number of people came out of the woodworks. I'm like, I played the Adams Family. It wasn't just me. I played the Adams Family. So there's your episode. Uh, most most remember the game podcast these days are covering old games that I'm playing for the first time. Because we're running out of games that I grew up playing. This is one I did grow up playing that I've always wanted to cover, but I was worried nobody else would have played it. And maybe this still was a shitty episode. But I uh, I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed going back and playing it. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to try to get a full playthrough up on YouTube eventually. I do have other uh, YouTube playthroughs up. You can check them out at youtube.com slash rememberthegame. But uh, if you want to see my, my stream of this, and you're hearing this in the first couple of weeks... After I did it, twitch.tv slash game. It's over there. And before you message me and say you can download your stream and put it on YouTube, I would rather put like a full playthrough up on YouTube than those three streams where I almost beat it. It came up short because that fucking freezer and that fucking roof and that fucking money. <sighs> I still don't get why we rented this. We didn't watch this show. I'd never seen anything about the Addams Family as a kid except for the dumb cartoon, which I think came out after this game. I'm assuming my brother rented it. Because he looks like Pugsley. No, he he does I Well, no, he doesn't. He looks kind of like Lurch, actually, my brother. I look like Uncle Fester. Josh looks kind of like Lurch. Because he's tall and gross. Anyway, uh, if I got to give this game a score, we'll score it out of a million. Because you need to come up with a million dollars to access the final boss. Such P.S. I was so excited last night that I got to the final boss and then realized I was only halfway there because I needed more fucking money. Fuck you, Adam's family. Uh, if I'm scoring it out of a million, I'll give it... $666,669. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's basically like a 6.5 out of 10. It's There are much better NES games, but there's a lot of like really, really shitty NES games too, and I don't consider this a really, really shitty NES game. I consider it a uh, meh, middle of the road NES game. Uh, I don't think you can really play it anywhere. I don't think it's available on anything. You're going to have to emulate it. This is one of those games where I'm like, emulate the fuck out of it. Not going to offend me at all. Uh, or just watch somebody play it. Save yourself the stress. That's probably what I would do. Anyway, that's it. I'm going to queue up that There it is. I'll let it play just long enough to get stuck in your head, and then I'll hit you with the outro, and we'll get the fuck out of here. All right? We'll be right... uh, Let's do the thing. Stupid fucking... Fucking stupid freezer. And that is going to do it for this week's episode, me! Thank you so much for giving me a call and talking. The Adams Family on the NES. I used to love it. anyone used to watch that show, the cartoon. I used to watch that. It's so fucking creepy out. Um, uh, I think it was a live action one too, wasn't there? I used to watch the live action one. Cause cousin it, the hairy thing was there. Man, what a fucking Adams family's so weird. Anyways, thank you to me for talking about the show and way. Way more importantly, thank you from me for listening to me talk to you about this game. Uh, whether this was your first Remember the Game or your 270th or some other random number, I appreciate it. I know there's a lot of retro gaming podcasts out there and you gave us a chance. And, and I sound like Air Canada, except I'm not as shitty as Air Canada. But thank you so much for, uh, for the support. I appreciate it. Uh, if you've enjoyed this, leave us a good review, would you? I don't know what they accomplish, but I'm supposed to ask for them. So leave us a nice review on your podcast service of choice. And if you want more of these... We got you, fam. Patreon.com slash Game. Subscription start at $3 a month. There are over 500 bonus podcasts. Ad-free, waiting-free over there. You can listen to them all on Spotify now, which is so much easier than using the Patreon app. It is the fucking bee's knees. You can also add them to most other podcast services, Apple and all those other ones, and listen there as well. Plus, you can submit comments, join our Discord, and a whole bunch of other things. Um, what else do I plug? I'm on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Remember the Game. Uh, whenever I have time to get on there, come by and say hi. Don't forget, November 3rd and 4th, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mountain, both days. I'll be on there streaming for 24 hours to raise money for the Stoller Joe's Hospital. If you donate 20 bucks, you'll be entered to win some Remember the Game swag or a video game of your choice. And we're going to be auctioning off a chance to be my guest on an episode of this stupid podcast next year, all in the name of the children. So check that out. You can find more information at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. I have a P.O. box. Send me a letter. I'll send you one back. You can find it there as well. Uh, I'm on Cameo, uh, cameo.com slash Blank and no, I think that's it. I think that's enough plugs. I'm leaving. I'll be back uh, tomorrow for all of our patrons with whatever expansion pass topic wins our poll. I'll be back on Friday with Game Patch, and I'll be back next week with a whole other slab of podcasts, including, probably, Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. For the Nintendo GameCube. One of the weirdest fucking games I've ever played. I'm going to thank some Patreons and get the fuck out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you on the next one. Cheers. So long. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And as such, I'm contractually obligated to say their names as quickly as possible. So a huge thank you to... VOS Rager, Wilco, Justin Blair, Diablo Spartan, Philip, Theodore, David Schroeder, Kawa My Bunga, Clockwork Orange These Nuts, Eric Hopewell, Adam Blank Loves Mario Is Missing, that's not true, Bearded Bastard, S, Alex McIntyre, nothing could possibly go wrong, Philip Ramsey, Lotus, AJ Mukherjee, Johnny Zubu81, Lord State Puffed, Austin from Past to Present Player Podcast, Flinny123, Ryan Wickcomb, Big Daddy Randall, Scissor Fist, Elephant Cavs, Uncanny, Cody Thompson, Liquor Like Luigi, fill up my mouth with farts, Cesar, Plow King, Buy, my bo- buy Me Bone Storm, that. Zeus, Bula, Glue Scapin, Blobby Rogers, Brian Richmond, Saban, guy who does things, Robbie Air, Jay Callahan, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Mario Galaxy, Tornado, Shoeboxers, Atrio Wormwood, Raging Irish, Mark Sneed, E-Man, Trucker, The Supreme, Chosorizo, Fallen Snow, Kiku, Tyler Bauer, It's O.G., Hired Goons, Who Be Money, Mellow Yellow, Eighty Seven, Eighty Seven, Chris Hill, Carbon Fiber Zombie, Benjamin Atkins, Faded Sufferance, Alex Ramos, Sour Goat Face, Max Sandin, Frosty Bear, Roger Staubach's Pool Cleaner, Lord Long Rob on Huge and Dom the second marcus mendoza digital dave because 19 beers of war mario, mario galaxy still hasn't reviewed adam blank can't destroy her kevin monroe dr nightmare 23 the big deal nafe adam Martinet, nick creature west gen postman dar skywalter solomon soto there's the voice crack J- just car pranks mr papa Giorgio, itchy Nutsuru, Locus validez it's the bigfoot alex r ryan perry ted explosion tom Mulan, and neil cooper alexander camps dakota guy works for me a b Killer, knife goes in guts come out keep up i need a sip of the old moonshine that's not one of our Patreons. I just needed a drink. Brandon Dezeba, Bobby Litton, Oh My God It Froze, Big the Cat, Zematos, Christopher Britt, Cam Nelly23, Quiet Place Queen, Burt Macklin, Chevy Boy9211, Bulma Simp, Hitchy Poo, Beef Dingleberry, Timothy Sabrinsky, John and Watkins, Ah My Foot, Graham Kennedy, Musty Beetle, Radioactive Man, Maverick, Marty, Christian Gabriel, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Isaiah, Squeaknut, Sleeper Hit, Colin Bollinger, The Fletchman, Nerdy Hybrid, Donnie the Dude, Walter, Sam Carpenter, Drugs are bad, okay, Fram- Franklin Badge, John of the Adult Children Podcast, James Lord Francesco, Max Flag Room, Dead Boys on the Roof, General Fury, Cody Richardson, Oroku, Saki's Gardner. Chris Williams, Jimothy, k Esteban Navarro, High Plains Drifter, Hagel Waffle, Earl, Storm Beeble, Spiegel. I suck at this. Scary Terry, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Why the Surgeon is Not a Surgeon Row, A Dude Named Adam, Decoy Man, Fuzzy 99, Dan Fuselman, Gabe, Matt Babanu. Studstill, Smash, Sean Ramos, Rushes Ramos. Hey, Rush's Dog Walker, Leroy Westrich, Nikola, Thomas Smith, TC Spin, Beaver Boy, Laces Out damn Biddy, Thomas Childs, Mega Mav, Nick Amos, Eric James, Joe the Sandman, Phil Lencher, Tyler, Juris Dr. Mario, Mizuru, Steve Dalk, Jameer Williams, DBXJ, Madam Nudishish. That one's fucking with me. It's that nerd James Elijah Burns chugger 22 Triple Frosty Fee 492 Balsack Teabagger Zach Shepard Holmes Denzalo D's Nuts Just a Fish Randy Barrage John Woodruff Tunable Power Daniel Captain N Jeff Bergeron Zonko 504 Titan 420 Squints Johnny from Virginia Wolf Magic 21 Doogie Andy Hudson Wolfgang Darren Mercury 869 G9 PSX Mike Maloney Ryan Kinchin, Zane Donovan Morgan A Town Nathan Trombley Aaron Lawson Scott Brooks No one No one cares Dave Thompson Angry Ticks Little Bunny Fufu 89 Fraser Burns Jordan Andrew Wright, Chris Fleury, Doug Dorn, Slick Rick, Dan of DNA Gaming, Dave McGee, James Clark, The Keegs, Andre Sharonic, Joe Buck, and Makeshift Mallow Magic Money. Thank you all so much for the support, everybody. Talk to you on the next one. Uh, cheers. Yeah, cheers. That'll do it. See ya. <coughs>